You are listening to This is Oklahoma, hosted by Mike Hearn, telling stories of Oklahomans and those that have made it their home. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This is Oklahoma. Mike Hearn here, your host, back with another episode. Exciting news. This podcast is presented by the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, who have been telling Oklahoma's story through its people since 1927. Follow them online at oklahomahof.com, and then definitely follow them on Instagram for all the information that you need, because I'm sure that's where you follow us as well, at oklahomahof. Let's get into today's episode. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This is Oklahoma. Mike Hearn here, your host, back with another episode. Um, I am back at my old university today, sat with a good friend who I first met when he walked into one of my classes. I was thinking about this on the way over here. You walked into Spindle's business class, I think, <laughs> when, the, when when like the professionals were coming back to school and yeah. gave her the biggest woo ever and then also jumped on the desk and that was it's back in my younger days well, I was going to say that was damn, like that was what's it 2020 now that was five six years ago probably four so four or five years ago something yeah. like that that's nuts but um, good friend on the podcast as I mean since I met you you've obviously changed careers which we'll talk about today but yeah welcome to the podcast Mr. Danny Thomason well thank you thanks for having me well I have to ask you what was your first impression when I thought I... you were nuts <laughs> yeah and, and I remember you saying like I have to because Spindle wasn't in the class at that time I think it was um, uh, uh, Dr. Larry Mills was it yeah Larry Mills was there I think so and, yeah. and he was just like and, and the comment you made was I have to woo loud enough for Spindle to hear me down Next the street doors, yeah. yeah right right which is just hilarious <laughs> but um, you know I think you, you came in because it was like a professional thing to the business building and you gave us like a story right, right. A story all day but um, and I remember I mean I know your story because you told us that day of how you came to SNU and, and now you're athletic director yeah and I'm sure five years ago you would never would have been in, never thought oh, you'd be in this position right no no not at all so when I came here I, I made a last minute decision it's it's really uh one of those crazy things kind of one of those god things that at a nazarene camp uh, really two or three weeks before yeah. i was to actually go i was enrolled at stephen f austin university in nacogdoches texas I already had a roommate yeah and uh and just felt led at that camp to change all my plans and come up here i had been here for extravaganza basketball okay so it's you know as a student what extravaganza is yeah. it's an outreach big thing deal. and yeah. big deal recruiting deal and for students and and I had a little bit of knowledge, but I'd only been here once or twice in my whole life, and dropped all my plans and came up here. And so yeah. life uh, was completely different after that. It it changed the whole direction of my life, and and that's where I met people like Dr. Larry Mills that have yeah. been such a great impact on my life. And still so doing great other, things. Still doing great things. Uh, yeah. And and it was just a group of people here at Southern Nazarene University staff and professors that loved on me and really influenced me in my time here. And in fact, the 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 uh, the event that you're talking about is called Chat with the Executive. Right. So we yeah. would invite uh, folks that were alumni that had been successful in the business world mm -hmm. back to talk to students. And uh, when I was a student, I just sometimes, you know, not not all the time, but sometimes those talks were a little stuffy. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so I uh, I made it my mission to to not be stuffy yeah. and and grab everybody's attention. Hopefully, yeah. So. I think the ones that stand out to me, and I can't remember the guy's name. It was you, and then it was a guy who was like, he was either an airline pilot or he was a pilot or something. I can't remember who it was. Yeah. Um, but those are the only two I remember out of the probably, what, 10, 15 yeah. that we did over yeah. two days or one day. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, you're right. A lot of them were just, like, kind of stuffy. And, yeah, yeah. I mean, you, when you're a college kid, you just don't care, do you, right, yeah. for the most part? I figure you, uh, uh, and I don't mean this negatively, but sometimes the group of college kids can be a little cynical. So yeah, you yeah, want to be fun. You want to be energetic and yeah. and try to capture their attention. And hopefully you have a story and some, some advice that can help them, oh, too. woke us up, especially right now. Especially. <laughs> when you jumped on the desk yeah, as well like yeah. a little dead poet society that, that there was that it. was pretty funny but so you didn't grow up in oklahoma no right i grew up in east texas uh, i had a michael i had a pretty sheltered life growing up i had never been further from my home 
than Dallas, which was uh, Marshall, Texas is where I grew mm-hmm. up. Uh, it's about three hours east of Dallas, almost to Louisiana. And uh, so I remember the first time I went to Dallas, I thought it was the most crazy, biggest thing I'd ever seen in my life. Right. And longtime Dallas Cowboy fan. I know there's probably haters out there, but uh, <laughs> longtime Dallas Cowboy fan. And, and, and so, but I had never been any further until I came up here to visit the college to play a little extravaganza yeah. basketball. So, um, yeah, it was, uh, if you could say, sh- I'd never been on a plane ever. Yeah. Um, until my freshman year here at, at Southern Nazarene, and we did a business conference out in Anaheim and got on a plane for the first time. Yeah. So, so you know, come to SNU and um, obviously, like, had a great time, right? Mm-hmm. You did your four years? Did. I enjoyed it. I, I really, really got involved. Uh, I, I had my sweet single mom. Um, she had no, she did not have the financial means to help me, and mm-hmm. so I had to work pretty much. I would usually work thirty hours a week or so. Uh, craziest thing, I, I my roommate and I uh, back before that we had cell phones or anything like that. They had a uh, a career board, and they had okay. little newspaper clippings up there. And there was one from Burger King of all things. Yeah, and uh, and it was all the way down at I forty in Council and. We went down to that burger. I don't know why we didn't choose something closer, but we went down to this Burger right. King at I forty in Council, and it was such a rough place. The crew that they had there were, were giving the management a hard time. That at the moment we told him we were from Southern Nazarene University, he goes, "You're hired. When can you start?" We had we didn't have to interview at <laughs> wow. all. Yeah, and so so worked, got involved in a lot of student uh, organizations, did a lot of things on campus, and uh, quite honestly. Um, the four years that I was here were so stinking busy that that when I graduated, I was looking forward to just focusing on on a nine on to my five. Job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Uh, so we had a lot. We were really. Inv- I was really involved in the business department. Um, we had a gaming team that competed and won a national title against uh, other larger colleges. So that was really yeah. neat. Um, and uh, yeah, so my time here, and then and without a doubt, a couple of things that are. Real important is that I met my wife here, right. uh, who, if anyone knows, is the better half of Team Thomason for yeah. sure. And any of my friends watching this will attest to that. But then also met my lifelong friends here. Mm-hmm. So uh, the people that I'm still closest to today that are my best friends yeah. I met while I was here. Who who was in that core friend group then? Yeah, so who do I know that's two, in that yeah, group? So I don't know if you know Greg Hall or yeah. not. So Greg mm-hmm. just spoke at winter commencement here. Um, and Greg's, uh, he's had a great business career with Merck and Frito-Lay, Walmart. And, and uh, he is... He's just one of my dear friends. And then Troy Rhodes, uh-huh. who owns Troy D. Rhodes Architecture here in Oklahoma City yeah. and is responsible for several of the beautiful uh, buildings here on campus and uh, yeah. does a lot of things downtown and other places. Uh, those are my two just kind of core best friends uh, out of that. And there's yeah. another gentleman, Michael Coleman, who lives in Arkansas. And uh, Michael is my uh, – he's actually my, my – uh, Financial advisor. Okay. So yeah. Nice. So what you you did a lot in the business business kind of building and gaming team stuff like that. What was it a business degree that you graduated with? Uh-huh. I graduated with a management degree with a minor in marketing. Okay. Yeah. And what was you know when you I want to go out into the world I want to get a job yeah. are you thinking is was Deanne from here grew up here? she was from Broken Arrow okay and so yeah we knew we were probably going to settle down in this area because uh, yeah. her family was close my family was further away but not not too far sure. um, so another interesting thing that we started in in my time here was uh, a mock interview program right. so what we did was we asked alumni to come back and they would videotape. It was hilarious because this this nice little camera that tiny we have thing here, we tiny have, thing yeah. that we have here today, they had this huge VHS thing yeah. in the background, this big camera with the tape stuck in the side of it. And they would video us interviewing with successful alumni mm-hmm. to practice for the real thing. Sure. And then, of course, you could watch the video. You could watch the video later, and if you were 
picking twitching your, picking or your nose yeah, or twitching yeah. or whatever. You yeah. can, you know, get some pointers. Well, I was interviewing uh, with a lady from the Federal Reserve Bank. And, of course, you know, that was a wonderful organization. Yeah. And uh, at the end of it, after the practice interview, she I never forget, she walked over and she turned the camera off and she goes, that was really good. Would you like to come? We've got some openings. Would you like to come do that for real? <laughs> Great. Yeah. And uh, so I'm working at Burger King at the time. And yeah. at this point in time, I'm now married and living in married housing. And I'm like, yeah, I really yeah. would love to come do that ch- for yeah. real. <laughs> yeah. So I went and interviewed with um, uh, kind of probably what would be called the screener interview. Uh, that went well. Got invited back to a second interview and then got back by invited back to a third panel interview with the vice president on there and uh like two days later had a job offer yeah. with the federal reserve bank where where was that bank right downtown at third and harvey okay and the cash department uh and a group of or not cash department but a group of the federal reserve bank auditors still office out of that building even though the oklahoma city location has been yeah uh, shut down and now it uh, they downsized across the nation several years ago okay uh, so don't yeah. don't have that location down there anymore but they still the auditors still rent the building right. that's there and you get to go to work downtown every day which i'm sure for like a graduating senior is like the coolest thing ever it right? was cool i will tell you the downtown wasn't nearly uh, as right, cool in 93 today, yeah. as it is today yeah but it was fun to drive yeah. downtown in your business suit right and uh, i remember that first summer you know, of course, at first you're not—you don't have any money or anything like that coming out of college. And the car we had was a car that Deanna's parents had given us, an old celebrity. Yeah. That first summer, me going downtown in a suit and tie, I, no AC, <sighs> Oklahoma summer, that black was, suit. <laughs> it was. It was uh, uh, and my and I will tell you that my uh, desire to shake things up and make them maybe not as stuffy kind of really started there at the federal reserve bank too because that was as conservative of an organization and so i i just set my sights on i'm just going to talk to everybody be friendly with everybody from the president down to the janitors to the guards yeah and really got a sense of how a career and being successful and leadership really starts with people. Yeah. Uh, it really starts with relationships. And, uh, and that's a lot of what, what you found out doing this. Podcast. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. So, um, when, so how long were you down there for? I was almost, it's kind of interesting. I received my little crystal bowl five year service anniversary. Yeah. And the way the Federal Reserve Bank worked at the time, the head office for this region of the country was Kansas City. Okay. So I had done really well in their management training, and so I was promoting rapidly. And at some point in time, to continue any further, I was going to have to move to Kansas City. Sure. By that time, Deanna and I had really, we had really kind of laid down roots here. We were really involved at volunteering here at Southern Nazarene. We were members across the street at Bethany First Church of the Nazarene. Our friends were here, our you know, family yeah. not far. So it was one of those God moments in my life where I, where I chose to step away from a successful career. Um, and I've always told people that stepping away from a career you don't really like or you don't, that's not really yeah. going well is one thing. To step away from one that's going really well is a whole other thing. Yeah, and, and you're climbing the ladder and very you're climbing, successfully. And climbing yeah. the ladder. And so, but God led me to Merck Pharmaceuticals. So I went from interest rates to dealing drugs. Yeah, right. <laughs> and when, when does the loud ties start to come in? Is, yeah, that, the, is the, that when the loud ties started? No, the loud ties started at the bank. Okay, yeah, well, that's I, good. Yeah, yeah, I was, uh, believe me, I got a lot of turned heads from older administration at the bank yeah. with some of the wild ties that I that I wore but that carried on into Merck as well yeah so that led to uh, so that was a you know I've always been a salesman um, you know I remember uh, in my senior economics class in mm-hmm. high school we had to sell a product so a Sam's had just opened up close to my hometown mm-hmm. I would get my stepfather or mom to drive me to Sam's, I'd buy candy bars on the cheap, and then I would go back and sell them to students in the hallway at the school. And in fact, they would even let me make announcements over the intercom, which is scary. Think about me making announcements over the intercom. (laughs) And 
And I paid for my entire senior prom and my date stress and everything with selling candy bars from Sam's to back to students. And wow. So, so anyway, yeah. Um, so sales was a natural thing for me. It's totally different than management at the Federal Reserve Bank, but still, of course, relationships, relationships people, yeah. relationships, people. Yeah. It doesn't change. It's just, it's a different aspect, but right. sales is very much relational. And uh, Merck was a Fortune 100 company at the time in 98, and that led to a 21-year career of me doing that and having yeah. territories all over the state of Oklahoma. Wow. And, Getting to know wonderful people, you know, we, you know, with, with what's going on now on the front lines with, with medical workers with the the COVID nineteen, um, I, I just got to meet so many wonderful people in the medical profession, yeah, and particularly in family practice because they're kind of the front lines, uh, uh, and you know, I. My last territory before I took this position at Southern Nazarene was Southwest Oklahoma. Okay. And uh, there's just some wonderful people there. A lot of family businesses? A lot of family businesses. A lot of, there's one and, you know, two single person doctor's offices, you know, in small towns. And uh, those guys are the salt of the earth that are, that are trying to help people in rural Oklahoma that oftentimes don't have yeah. resources and as much money and insurance and things the like that. The kind of cliche small town doctor that comes over and like, if he's coming to you if there's something wrong, you're not the one driving to his that, there is There is definitely some of that that still happens in Southwest yeah. Oklahoma. It's so cool. And, and there's, it is. It's, there's something cool about it. Yeah. So, yeah, I loved... All 21 years of, of my time at Merck, it, yeah. was a, it was a wonderful time. friend of mine who I met through real estate, um, he was on a podcast a couple of months ago. His family has a drugstore in Alva, Holder, Holder Drug in Alva. Okay. Andrew. Mm-hmm. So he was telling me the whole like family business and like yep. his brother, I think, now runs it. His granddad started it. And he was telling me all the stories about like, his granddad like living in the store like when, you know, clutching a shotgun to make sure nobody broke yeah. in and like all these crazy times yeah. but like that's family business and it's still going today in Alva I think it's hold a drug something that's Alva, amazing I, I mean a lot of those family and pop places have, have shut down but yeah. some that are still around my first boss at Merck his family owned uh, just like that a father grandfather uh, a business pharmacy out of Enid Oklahoma yeah. so. so cool yeah so you were you were downtown in 95 then. I was. So um, the, the interesting thing was I was giving a speech to a group of bankers in Tulsa. Yeah. So I was actually in Tulsa. The Federal Reserve Bank, there's the federal courthouse. The Federal Reserve Bank said it at 3rd and Harvey. There was yeah. the federal courthouse. And then right on the other side was the, the Murrah building. Yeah. So the blast went out to the north, but it blew out all the windows in the bank. Uh, we had like a hundred thousand dollars damage in yeah. windows, and and just it was an amazing thing. I, I was not there though. I was yeah. in Tulsa. The, I remember like it was yesterday. The moment I was walking off the stage after having finished giving this presentation to a bunch of bankers, they pulled me aside and said, "Mr. Thompson, there's been an explosion close to the Federal Reserve Bank in yeah. Oklahoma City. Don't know what it is yet. They were theorizing it was a gas leak right. or yeah. something like that." And I'll never forget driving back into town. We were able to get my—I was able to get the bank car back and get my personal car out of a, a parking garage there before yeah. they kind of shut really down shut the, the whole, whole area. Yeah. And then after that, for the next several weeks, they only let—we were—the bank was inside what was called the um, kind of the lockdown zone, the right. investigation zone. So we had to be escorted in every morning. A small group had to be escorted in by the FBI yeah. every morning to go in and process checks at the bank and, and do, do yeah. the work of the Federal Reserve Bank. What a crazy it, time. It was crazy. Several of our people, uh, employees, went over after the explosion and right. helped uh, help people yeah. and help get people out. and. Um, it, it was it was an amazing time, but it really you know this is this is Oklahoma. I can right. tell you that really showed what Oklahoma is all about. Yeah. The resiliency of the people, how they come around something like that and come around each other. Um, I think I think hopefully you know we're seeing it now around mm-hmm. this virus and that kind of togetherness. But really. There's a lot of people that point to 1995 and that April 19th, that bomb going off is yeah. kind of the the rebirth and reassurgence of Oklahoma City downtown because yeah. that's that's really when things started happening and 
maps came on the scene and and now look at downtown. And now look at it right now we're at and that's something that you know i had um and you know nick nick chafee had nick on the podcast a couple of weeks ago to, to kind of give his mum's testimony and talk about his experience yeah. and that's one thing that he's he's like i'm kind of you know the, the things that have come from that day yeah like we wouldn't be yeah. where we are now and then um had amy downs on the podcast a couple of weeks ago too and she survived the she was a bank teller at the bank and survived the bombing and now she's ceo of that bank which renamed to allegiance and, and yeah. just all these things like it's, that's where I, that's where i do business by the way okay because so i was know I, amy, I was yeah. i was a member yeah and uh so i would go in there two or three times a week and yeah. knew half those people and unfortunately it's, there were several that lost yeah. their lives out of the but yeah it was amazing an amazing time yeah um you know my first my first date with deanna so this is what so bricktown basically had when we were in school it had a spaghetti warehouse Mm -hmm. maybe one or two other things and a bunch of dilapidated abandoned buildings right and our first date was at spaghetti warehouse and so i've got a frame of reference and now when you go back down there and you see everything that has come out and sprung up out of it it's It's just amazing amazing unbelievable um so yeah you you know you kind of do your five years but then you step step back you decide to stay here you go work for merc traveling around you know getting to meet real Oklahoma, yes, right? You yeah. know, you live in the city with yeah. and meeting, but you really get to see the entire state by yep. doing your job. Yep. I mean, what are some of the things that they come to memory of just those times at Merck, like driving around and, and meeting? Yeah, so that, I mean, there's, 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 you know, there's certainly several uh, times where you might be going down a country road headed to Ada or somewhere like that, and you've got a crossing of cows coming across the road, <laughs> yeah. and you just have to wait. Just, yeah. I mean, there's places that you can uh, get caught waiting for a train. Uh, you know, you're on a you're 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 in a yeah. hurry to try to get to an appointment, and the next thing you know, you're stuck where yeah. a train's going by. Uh, you know, when you get down in Southwest, that's where a lot of the cotton is right. down there, and it literally during certain times of the year looks like it's snowing because there's cotton just yeah. flowing all over the place, and those huge uh, machines that harvest it and stuff sometimes will be driving right down the middle of the road, and yeah. you may have to get over on the the it's edge nuts. to get around right um and then there's you know there's 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 small town doctor's offices where you know they they take care of themselves so there might be a shotgun you know under the desk or something like that and you're coming in trying to sell them (laughs) pharmaceutical services you know right like just buy this new drug yeah that one of the things that i learned early on is that uh, it was always better to try to dress down a little bit. The whole suit and tie thing didn't work. Uh, yeah, down yeah. in you know parts, and and, and 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 I think that's fine. I think you you kind of adapt to, to yeah. who you're going and talking to. And but I can tell you, um, you know, one of my doctors out in Sayre, Oklahoma, which is out I forty almost yeah. to the border. Um, he was the mayor at one time of Sarah, Oklahoma, and he was also the town doc. And when I quit calling on him, he was 88. Wow. He was still, this didn't stop. Yep. So uh, those are, and and it's all about, I mean, those are some of the fun things, but also just food, finding Mm -hmm. the best place to eat in all these towns. And for me, my friends know it's all about cheeseburgers. Right. So, you know. The famous cheeseburger matrix. Whether it's J&W's down in Chickasha or it's Folgers in Ada. Um, I mean, those are some where Ron's just right here at 50th in May. I mean, shameless plug for some of those, but um, those. We can get into that in more detail. We got time. (laughs) I mean, everyone, everyone knows you that knows that you're a Cheeseburger fan also knows that you're a huge Whataburger fan. Oh, yeah. Right? Had it just yesterday. There we go. Went through the drive-thru. But, like, of all these, like, tiny little towns and and little, like, real, you know, like like Nick's, for example, right? Right, right. The original Nick's. You know, he's he's still there flipping burgers, that kind of thing. But you get that in every town you right? really do you, there's you know. some place I mean of course you know our friend Lane Diffie out in yeah. El Reno I mean there's there's several out in El yeah. Reno but my favorite out there is a place called Roberts okay so Sid's is great Johnny's is great but Roberts is a great little place there yeah. that has and then I went to a place in El Reno one, not El Reno um, Enid's got a great place okay, it's, I mean it's a middle of nowhere hole in the wall I can't remember what it's called but it's 
my friend took me there and it was that's a, it, well see I've never had Enid Enid was never in my territory okay. so I yeah, don't know it was like one. a tiny sorry, excuse, tiny little like small little patties but it was like yeah. double triple stack cheese yep. and just the best bun uh, that's what I like so I like the, I like the thin meat and a lot of cheese yeah and life is good yeah my favorite in the probably the whole state I, I really like Ron's cheeseburger mm-hmm. and chili which is actually do you right have here. the half and half with the chili on top oh, absolutely yeah. you can definitely do that uh, chili cheese fries on the side in fact my, my good friend Troy and I that I talked about being the architect mm-hmm. him and I take each other there on our birthdays heart, okay. heart healthy all the time oh of course. course yeah but there's a place in Ada called Folgers been there since 1938 yeah. it's on Main Street in Ada two brothers own it they inherited it from their parents and one so the lady that works the counter is one of their wives yeah one of the guys works the cash register the other brother works the grill three people there's about a bar that sets about maybe five or six and then a couple of tables yeah. and that's it and that's all it that's is awesome. but if you're ever in Ada Folgers is the place to go eat a cheeseburger yeah. that's so good but and I remember we, we discussed this I think it was probably in a Facebook post <laughs> with a bunch of other people but like there's I mean, there's not just one, right? Like, there's the, you know, either you get a thin patty or you get oh, the thick. Like, oh, yeah. Like, you I know, mean, there's, there's, there's a lot of things that go into the, 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 the great cheeseburger. There's a lot of things that, so you have your, so you have your chains. Yeah. So that's, and for me, it's all about Whataburger. Right. I mean, I put good Whataburger up against anything else. Uh, but then you have more of like your, and so, and chains always have like a drive through right? Sure. So you got that. But then you have more of your like, Five guys type. So you might call that the little bit more expensive burger mm-hmm. or, um, but then you might have restaurant burgers. So like yeah. Red Robin or Chili's and they're usually the thicker meats and stuff like that. Yeah. But so there's different categories, but for me, it's yeah. the mom and pop. It's, yeah. The mom and pop is where it's at. And then, then you find, um, you find those in those little towns right. and, and, and I've tried to, I probably should write a list down. Yeah, we need to <laughs> compile a list. And give it definitely. to, and give yeah. it to we need to publicize this list. Because it was a place in Yukon, too. It's not there anymore. It was um, Fat Elvis's. Oh, yeah. Fat Remember Elvis's that place? was there, yeah. Had that place. Yeah, um, Sid's had a location, and Johnny's had a location okay. in Yukon, too, for a while. Yeah. I don't know if they still do or not, but... Yeah. Just, yeah, I mean, cause we could talk <laughs> double cheeseburgers for the rest of the podcast. Yeah, I love, and oh, I love, awesome. so did you, so from where you're from, yeah. it wasn't, you didn't, it wasn't no, a big deal, no, was it? No, like we you? don't, steaks and, and cheeseburgers and burgers are just not a big thing back home. Right. You know, it's all like kind of cooked dinners and fish and chips and all that, you know, right. like bangers and mash type thing. But I remember coming out here and I, I remember going to... Where was it? It was probably Tucker's for the sure. first time. Oh, that's a good one, You know, one I went to too. Tucker's and, and, and someone's like, have an onion burger. I'm like, what? You know, like, <laughs> like back home you would have like kind of a, like a hot dog with onions on it. Or right. you would have like sausages with onion gravy and mashed potatoes. But right. like an onion burger never had one. Yeah. And I remember having now, like, okay, this is. And then, going, and then going home and having a burger back home, like, what? what? <laughs> What's that? What's that? You know, that's I'm just like, right. there's only one place that does it right, and that's that's yeah. the States. So, yeah. And the same thing with steaks. You know, you, you you go back home and you have a steak, and you're like, this is just not. Like, you either pay through the nose for it, you know, it. and to get it, and it's a really good one. But, you know, it's not like going to Texas Roadhouse. You're paying 25 bucks and getting right. a giant chunk of decent right. meat. Right. So, yeah, that, like... And every, everyone I bring out here, we know we always go to a burger place. You got to experience yeah, it. It's experience. just something different. Well, I, uh, Tucker's is one of our favorite stops for me and my boys mm-hmm. went before a Thunder game. Okay. So either uh, and we're we're giving all kinds of advertising oh, yeah. here, but either we would uh, hit Big Truck Tacos. Okay. Or uh, Tucker's mm. usually before a Thunder game, and uh, Tucker's is excellent. Yeah, I, I really like it a lot. There's a place down in is it down in Lawton as well? That's a pretty good place. It's been Myers, is it? Myers. Yes, and that been there for a long time. It too? has been. Yeah, I haven't had it yet, but I've heard that place is really good. Yeah, so I had lot. I had Lawton in my territory. Yeah. Um, so there's. You can find them almost anywhere. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You can eat double cheeseburgers every day on the road. <laughs> Why not? What, yeah, it's um, amazing that I haven't had a, a cardiac. You know, the ironic thing, I sold heart medicine <laughs> and, and blood pressure and cholesterol medicine the entire, yeah. almost my entire career yeah. at Merck and diabetes medicine. That's hilarious. And yet here I am yeah. talking about eating cheeseburgers. Ugh. Everybody That's out awesome. there, don't don't do as I do. Yeah. It's moderation, isn't it? Moderation is okay. That's just right. just moderation. Moderation. Um, so I mean, come to like present day, and and you know, when I heard the news that you were taking this job, 
I, I think I'm trying I because you weren't really on the list, right? And I told Chad, I said, this is this is gonna be awesome. <laughs> because like Bobby had done it forever and he'd done so much for the school yeah. and, and just come such a long way and just all that stuff. And then, you know, I don't, I don't think anyone realized or knew that like it was no one in like outside of obviously your close right. family knew that like you were even considering it. And then you know such a such a big shift to come from from Merck to to being an AD, right? And we, I just I remember talking to Chad about it and being like, "This is going to be a really good thing." Like this is no one I don't think had a clue what was going on, and I like no this is this is going to be awesome. Um, so like tell us about that experience. I mean you know you you're successful. You're working on the road. You're running your own schedule. You got. Three boys, right? Yep, three, boys. three boys. Two you that used, are two you, that are students here. Yeah, One is graduating. And Jacob you, yeah, is graduating. So and you have like your own schedule. You you watch every basketball game. You're coach, doing all this cool stuff. The exactly, right? Yeah. You have, and that's the best thing about being a sales rep on the road is you yeah. get your work done and you have that flexibility. Right. To now, you have like, <laughs> I mean, luckily they're old enough and all the rest of it. But yeah. you know, now you're you're at the you're at the helm of all these. I mean, you have a schedule and you have meetings and, yeah. and everything else. Um, yeah. So interesting journey. Um, you know, the president, Dr. Newman. Uh, we had breakfast, so I was on the foundation board here, and we had a foundation board meeting coming up on a Friday, and he and I had breakfast on a Wednesday, and he had it had kind of been they had been in the search. Uh, my name was something that he had talked about early on, um, but because they knew how uh, much I enjoyed yeah. what I was doing and, and it wasn't something that they thought would maybe be a possibility, um, but he just, the Lord wouldn't get it off his heart, I guess. And yeah. so he was leaving to come have breakfast with me on a Wednesday morning and his wife looks at him and says, are you going to talk to Danny about this deal? And he goes, I don't know. We'll just see how it goes. So we're having breakfast at the Stray Dog across the yeah. street, by the way. Not a bad place Not to get a, a burger. Not a bad place to get a get breakfast or yeah. a burger. And at some point in time, and, and I had had this feeling before because I had been asked uh, a couple of different times uh, through the years to consider coming to work in okay. some capacity here. And, and it just wasn't the right timing And because uh, I always felt like I knew I would come yeah. work here someday. This place is so important to me. It had such a good impact on my life. I really felt like that at some point in time I would work sure. here. Um, and uh, he hits the question, so tell me how work's going. Just kind of throws that blanket yeah. question out. And I've told my boss at, that was the time at Merck and the vice president at Merck, I said, if you would have been videoing me there when he threw that question out, because I told him the truth, yeah, it would have been a public service announcement for Merck Pharmaceutical because I, at the time, was at the best place I'd ever been. I'm 21 right. years in. I've got an unbelievable territory in southwest Oklahoma with people I love. I had a wonderful boss making more money than I'd ever made. Um, you know, just all of the things that go into it had great products. Uh, and so it was just like a an overload. Yeah, you're not commercial. selling at that point. You're yeah. hanging out with people that you've made a relationship with for the yeah. past 21 years and, and you're and just saying, hey, how can I help today? That's, that's exactly yeah. right. And you're trying to be a resource for them right. and they trust you. Yeah. And you talk, and, and, the, and, and here's the other thing, Mike, it was my mission field. Like yeah. I, I, prided myself on being somebody that when they walked into the office, it was positive. People wanted to see me uh, pray with people. I mean, mm -hmm. everything. And so it was awesome. And yeah. I gave it to him. And he kind of sits back and goes, well, that's really nice. And he doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't say anything about yeah. it. So he said he went home that day and his wife, uh, Carolyn, who's an awesome lady, said, so did what did you see? He goes, uh, he's in a really good spot. Yeah. I just don't know. Well, the next day we leave for this foundation board meeting down in Dallas, and we're actually getting ready to play around a round of golf. Uh, and uh, that rascal comes over to me, and he had, you know, prayed about it for another yeah, two yeah. days. And right before we're getting ready to tee off, where uh, Dr. John Williams, who's cardiologist in town, him and I are mm -hmm. going to take on the president and another alum in a friendly game. Sure. And, the, and the, we don't wager here at Southern Nazarene, yeah. but <laughs> the loser was going to have to sing the alma mater to the entire group at dinner that night. That's that's a big enough that's a, yeah. <laughs> that's a big enough, yeah. right. So uh, right before we're ready to tee off, it's just Dr. Newman and I. Everybody else is at the range hitting balls, and he goes, well, let me ask you something. What would you think about being the next athletic director at SNU? And I looked at him like, you have lost your mind. Yeah. I said, 
this is true. I said, you are just trying to mess with me. You're just trying to get my mind off this whooping I'm getting ready to give you out here on the golf course. And he said, he looked at me and said, Danny, he goes, here's one thing I know is that God has a plan for everyone's life. Uh And so does everybody else. Everybody in your life is going to have a plan for your life. Yeah. And I just ask you if you'd be willing to pray about it. You and Deanna would be willing to pray about it and see if it's God's plan and not Dr. Keith Newman's plan. Sure. And he turned around and walked away. Yeah. And left me there by myself to <laughs> stew in that. Unbelievable. Well. Who won that game? Uh, we did. Okay, good. On the 18th. Yeah. Nice. On the 18th. They doubled down. We actually closed yeah. them out on the 16th. And, of course, they pressed. Of course, they pressed, yeah. And, uh, and Dr. Williams hit like a four-footer on the 18th nice. hole. And so Dr. Newman and uh, another alumni had to sing the alma mater in front of everybody at dinner that night. So it was great. It was really good. Um, So that led to a lot of soul searching over Mm. the next about 12, 13, 14 days. uh, Because the boys are at school this time, right? Boys at school. Jacob, uh, Ethan's here. My wife already worked here. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it was going to be... a. Big change for a lot of reasons. Now, sure. I had no idea <laughs> how big of a change it was going to yeah. be, uh, but it was going to be a really, really big change for a lot of different reasons. But in a conversation with uh, our executive vice president here, I just felt a peace that came over me that, that I only describe as, as kind of the Holy Spirit. And, mm-hmm. and it was in that conversation, like I had a peace whenever I left the Fed and went to Merck. I had a peace when I married my wife. I had a peace in different time to come to SNU to change yeah. completely everything I'd done. So I knew what it felt like. Uh, but it was really scary because it was going to be really, really different. But talking with Deanna that night, pulled the boys together for front, kind of a family meeting. And, yeah. And we decided to give it a go. What did, they, what did the boys say? They were a little shocked. Yeah. Uh, especially Jacob. I think he was just kind of like... Wow. Uh, you know, because he's kind of coming, you know, he's now getting ready to uh, get into the, the sure. career world and, and starting a career with State Farm. And and he uh, so he, you know, he's just now at the tip of that, you know, getting going, going to get no. married in, in uh, June to a sweet girl from here, from from yeah. Southern Nazarene. He's met his wife here as well. So. But uh, so then uh, that would have been about mid-April when I told him I was yeah. I would I would, I would do it. And uh, Merck was wonderful. Typically in that situation, you know, you'd put in two weeks and you'd be done. Yeah. They let me work all the way through June so I could collect my bonus. Okay, uh, which was very wonderful. My boss Steve Appling was gracious. Alex Petrovich, which was the vice president, was very gracious. I'm so thankful to them. Um, and I took one day, vac- I had some vacation left. I took one vacation day a week starting in late April uh-huh. and came up here and worked. And yeah. just to, on my vacation, I came up here to, to meet people. Now, I had been the booster club president sure. here for nine years. Yeah, and everyone and, knew you anyway, and, yeah. Uh, as well, I mean, you know, I knew most people here. Yeah. There were a few newer coaches that I didn't know, but for sure. the most part, you know, Bobby was a dear fr- dear friend. Kathy League, one of my yeah. just most unbelievable people. Paul McGrady. I mean, this place had, the athletic department had yeah. some unbelievable people. And, and like you said, Bobby did it for over 40 years. Yeah. And what a legacy. And, you know, following somebody that's a legend right. that the basketball court's named after. I mean, that's, that's big mm-hmm. shoes to fill. He's been so helpful. Um, times that we've met together to go, tell me what I'm doing here. I don't right. know what, you know. But it, the last, how many months has it been now? So it's almost, we're coming up on a year. It'll be a year yeah. in July. I started July 1st official. Uh, but it has been, I have learned so many things I've had to learn so many yeah. things. And uh, I can tell you that no one outside of athletics coaching or being an AD uh-huh. can have any clue of all the things that go into uh, a job like this, yeah. all the moving parts from just 
all the different things here at the institution, all the different systems, the people you need to talk to for to get different things done, to all the NCAA. I mean, we're an NCAA yeah. Division II school with all those regulations. I mean, you're you're right. familiar with that. Um, to uh, we're part of the Great American Conference, which has eleven other schools, yeah. and so you got. 11 other ADs that I work with and a conference commissioner. Uh, and so, and we've got 15 different sports here. Yeah. I mean, and that's a so, lot. That's a lot. A lot of people for don't realize a, how many sports uh, we have. Yeah, uh, yeah. For a school the size of Southern Nazarene University. Mm-hmm. And so, we have a wonderful staff here that tries to keep all of those plates spinning yeah. at the same time. But it has definitely, my golf game, which you know, <laughs> needs a lot of work anyway. Um, has not gotten a yeah. lot of work. <laughs> right. Yeah, not, there's no Thursday game anymore, is there? Uh, there's no Thursday game as much for anymore. I'm hoping maybe after this virus clears, yeah. I settle in a little bit more. Maybe I can get back to the Thursday game every now and yeah, then. Yeah, talk about a first year with this virus coming in and like, you know, and having your, you know, your knowledge of the medical background and medical fields yeah. and also like being in sports, you know, for a solid, like I said, starting July. So, you know, it's been, what, seven, eight months and then yeah. this thing happens. Yeah. And school's canceled and seniors can't fit in. Like, it's it, it's, un, it's unprecedented. Yeah. I mean, that word gets thrown around a lot. It it's really is unprecedented that even the even the my co, my my fellow ads who are in the Great American Conference who who are just yeah. a great group of people, they've never experienced anything like this. There's no handbook right for in any industry, much less in how yeah. it's impacted sports. Yeah. I mean, our men's basketball team. Oh, was, they're on fire. They were on fire. Yeah. They were the number two uh, ranked team in the central region, yeah. headed to Northwest Missouri State for the first round of the NCAA Division Two tournament. Yeah, one conference again. One conference again, yeah. and were the number two highest ranked we'd ever had. And I had to call them halfway there and say, turn around and come home. It's been canceled. <sighs> they were halfway there on the bus. Yeah. And I'll never forget waiting out here and at Sawyer Center and those guys getting off the bus and just the looks on their face. And yeah. it, it was over. Yeah. Just like that. And our softball team was off to one of the most successful starts they had ever been off to in, yeah. in the spring. And uh, you know you got you also have some golf in the spring. Sure. You had baseball was off to a, a start, and you had uh, outdoor track. Right. And all of those athletes had their season just taken away from them. That's crazy. Um, and so now the good thing is the NCAA has made some good decisions. Sure. They've extended eligibility for those folks. They can come back again mm-hmm. this next year, and and if they choose to. Yeah. But some are, you know, some, some are planned. Some are getting married, some are getting and like married. they've got lives ready to go. Yeah. Lives are going on, and they'll never get that yeah. senior year back. So um, it's been an and and then just trying to figure out what the new normal is going to look like. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the process we're sure. in right now is waiting to hear what our schedule is going to look like. When are we going to start seasons? How is it going to be done? Are we going to play with fans or not with yeah. fans? Or, you know, those kind of things. Those decisions haven't been fully made because everybody's just trying to wait and see. Day by day. Day by day. It, yeah. I mean, and, and you know something changes every oh, yeah. day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... It's been, great. it's been a great year for you, right? So just, Throw you in the defense. So just two days ago, get this. Yeah. So just two days ago, unfortunately, um, our equestrian center got broken into. Okay. And uh, and they knocked down a back fence that, that we didn't know that they had knocked down. Mm-hmm. Well, I get a call at lunch, and it's from my baseball coach. And he's like, uh, Dini, um, I... I uh, our softball coach just drove by the complex, and uh, there's horses out on our field, on the baseball field. And I go, what? Yeah. He goes, yeah, apparently they're out eating the grass. <laughs> well, we didn't know that this fence between a cluster right. because it connects our yeah. baseball complex. So uh, my AD's work is never done, I guess. So we rounded up some folks, Glenn Hocum, who's in charge of security here. We've got out there Terry Weber, who's our <clears throat> co-head softball coach and several other guys we get out there and there's 15 horses yeah. roaming around the the complex. enjoying some of the best grass they enjoying some eat. of the best grass they've ever had <laughs> and uh, putting down some extra fertilizer on the yeah. uh, baseball field too so i got a really neat shot of us shooing them across the baseball field the scoreboard yeah. in the background and i tweeted 
out to Joe Castiglione and I said, I bet you're not having to get 15 horses off your baseball yeah. field today. And uh, <laughs> so that, that got a lot of, but we finally got them back in, yeah. got the fence up. But yeah, so when you have so many different moving parts, every day can be every different. different yeah. And that, you know what, that's actually yeah. pretty fun. Yeah, I definitely. Mean, I might come in with an agenda of, okay, I need to get X, Y, Z done today. Right. I turn my computer on and look at the very first email, and it takes my day in a totally yeah. different direction. Yeah. So there's, there's something kind of fun to adjusting to, to that. Right. And you've made, like I said, 15 sports. I mean, you, you know a lot more about a lot of different sports now. I, I do. And I was always a sports nut, so yeah. love sports, my whole family. I mean, it's must-see TV on Sunday night right now, the uh, the last dance. I mean, yeah. me and my boys are glued to the television. Uh, and so well, That was prime growing up age for you, uh, right? Prime like, yeah. growing up age for me. Yeah. So, but, but the thing that I've enjoyed the most that I haven't got, to, and I was having a, a conversation just the other day with our head basketball coach, Adam Bohach, who's had so much success yeah. here with the program over the last several years, that the thing that I've, been the most disappointed about is that the training and learning curve and how much time I've had to spend on the administrative part, I haven't gotten to spend nearly as much as I would like with with students. Sure. And hopefully that will get better. I mean, you know, as as I learn more and, yeah. and because it's really students and coaches and people, as you know, like I've said, it's about yeah. the relationships. For oh, hundred percent. There's nothing better from a, a student athlete seeing the like the head of their basically department, you know, like their AD yeah. hanging out. You know, you're not you're, you're you're valued as a player, as a as a you know as a, as an athlete, not just kind of. And there were some experiences, and and it wasn't like Bobby did a great job. And I think it was probably some of the other faculty, not in the sports world, that were kind of involved when I was here. And mm-hmm. some of them, you kind of just rubbed us the wrong way a little bit, and and not and probably not intentionally, but we knew that. Yeah. And they just you could tell there wasn't an effort made. Yeah. But they but you really noticed the people who made the effort. And that went a long way. You know, when we came back and we made it to regionals for the first time and there's like two or three of the coaches are like, you know, they, they like Adam's basketball coach, but yeah. he knows his golf and yeah. Travis Veach, you know, was like that. That's awesome. Yeah. It means a lot, you know. Yeah. So, you know, it's not just from your immediate family, like to get it from a different different sport was yeah. meant a lot of things, especially from a faculty, which which was a huge thing as well. But, yeah, it's um, it's a crazy time. It um, is. Hopefully everything gets back to the new normal soon. Yeah, so we're tentatively, uh, we're working right now with, with uh, Governor Stitt's phase-in sure. uh, plan, of course. And June 1st is the first time you can actually offer summer camps. Okay. And, um, we're going to work on that time schedule to yeah. try to hopefully we offer lots of different camps, everything yeah. from volleyball to soccer to several basketball camps, uh, even equestrian camps. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Baseball, and I mean, we're we're gonna we're working towards that. That's going to be our goal to hopefully offer those yeah. camps in June and July. We'll see if there's any setback. Obviously, the, right. the schedule gets changed. Have some. I'll have some meetings next week and some conversations. We'll kind of start to finalize here in mm-hmm. uh, mid to late May about what the seasons sure. are going to look like for the teams. Uh, across the country and a lot of that and when you're part of the NCAA a lot of that gets handed down to you I mean you have input but the ultimate decision will be made by the NCAA right. uh, about what that might look like. Yeah, I saw. Um, I just remember this. I saw recently that NCAA has finally uh, said that players can receive compensation. Yeah. So right? the, the name, image, and likeness. The name, image, and likeness legislation. So it's still, still kind of. The, there's some things that have come out just this week. Yeah. So how that's going to be completely defined? I got to be honest with you. I'm, I'm, I'm amazed. Right. <laughs> like, and I, I, I mean. <laughs> on the smaller scale that SNU and like smaller right. D2s, like they're probably not going to make a difference. Not, not, not as much. But I when don't. you go to OU and OSU and you're yeah. like, some of these players could be making significant money right. by doing an ad or whatever it is, you know? The thing that I think the thing that when you think about it from a coach's perspective or from an AD's perspective, as long as it can be regulated in a way that it's not a recruiting yes. advantage. You're right, yeah. 
for one school over the other. Yeah. I think it's great. If, a, yeah. if, if Mike Hearn wants to come up with this is Oklahoma t-shirts yeah. and he puts his picture on it because mm-hmm. he was the greatest golfer ever to play at Southern Nazarene <laughs> University. Don't be, yeah. Yeah, don't, yeah, don't be too humble now. Yeah. If you guys didn't know that, this yeah, guy was... They have uh, no idea. <laughs> yeah, uh, these guys, uh, yeah. this guy right here was probably the greatest golfer to ever to come through here. But if an athlete can can make that and do that and it's not in any way hurting the school right. but it's also not a competitive yeah. recruiting advantage i think the thing that scares people like anything there's always people sure. not 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 the student athletes right. but maybe just people that'll yeah. take advantage of, course, of yeah. that kind of thing yeah, in yeah, every yeah. situation and you hope that there'll be good people around guiding and helping them walk through so that if there are rules in place yeah. that they don't get broken and that that they don't you know yeah. hurt things for the team, it could be a slippery slope. It could be a slippery slope. I I'm still the jury is still out to me. Yeah. And again, like you said, I don't think it will be nearly as impactful in Division Two as it certainly will in some of the Power Five yeah. conferences. So yeah, it's so it's, it's, it's just this whole time of life's nuts. It is it? crazy. There's just I mean, there's so much going on in. And, and I think I always knew that sports impacted our society, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure I knew just the. the I mean, yeah, I, it has. This thing has rippled to every. I remember the big domino that fell. I mean, we're Thunder fans, yeah. but when that night the NBA said pack up and go pack home. up and yeah. go home, that was a big domino because the next day is when the NCAA said we're not doing March Madness. Yeah, yeah. and that was and that's like huge. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's not yeah. yeah that funds everything pretty much for the NCAA. Yeah, and so the TV rights from that, and uh, so that's making it hard. One of the issues that we'll have to deal with in Division Two is a percentage of those proceeds go to help Division Two, mm-hmm. And, of course, that percent is going to be way down sure. this year. And it'll be way down for Division One as well. But Division Two schools all over the country, we're trying to decide what are we going to do to be able to, to, to save costs. Sure. Because we feel like there's going to be impacts in, in enrollment at schools uh, because of this. We hope it's not too much. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, lots of scenario planning going on all over the country yeah. right now. Busy time. And busy time. And normally, it's funny is you kind of be normally winding down at this time, yeah. getting ready for graduation, which my son will graduate virtually yeah. next week. Um, so, um, but it's going to be a busy summer just working with trying to figure out what's fall sports going to look sure. like. Yeah. So. Well, mate, this has been a pleasure um, to share the stories, find out a little bit more about yourself, and you know, drop some some serious burger knowledge on, on, <laughs> on the listeners. Uh, yeah. I, I, we're going to have to compile that list because that's yeah. uh, that's some valuable information right there. Go to Waterburger, get a double double, double meat, double cheese, mustard, mayonnaise, pickles, and jalapenos grilled. Okay. Only. Only. Yeah, I'm right. not a big lettuce and tomato guy. Okay. So there you go. Awesome. Well, mate, again, it's been a huge pleasure. Um, wish you all the you know. I wish you all the success for being SNUAD for a very very long time and then yeah. getting through this crazy time. Uh, I know you got great support staff and, and the NCAA is doing the best job it can. Yeah. So really appreciate your time coming in on Saturday um, to record this. And yeah, we will uh, we'll catch you next episode. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Mike. This podcast was presented by the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, who've been telling Oklahoma's story through its people since 1927. Follow them online at OklahomaHOF.com and definitely on Instagram at OklahomaHOF. Catch you next episode. Cheers. Thank you for listening. We are inspired by those around us and hope that you are too. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review so we can keep telling your stories. For more great Oklahoma content, follow This Is Oklahoma on Facebook and Instagram.